This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. It's uh, finally time to talk some hockey. Actual Caps hockey is happening, and it is the preseason. We've got three games under our belts, and today we're going to be talking about that. A little bit of league news, of course, everything that's been going on around the, around the league. And you may notice that I am wearing the enemy's uh, garb, if you will. Uh, usually, the Hockey Podcast Network will do after hours, and I lost a bet, thanks Washington Capitals, uh, with... Nick Berlansky of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, who we just did a interview with, so check them out and check out our interview there. Um, the bet was who would go deepest in the postseason, and of course I said the Capitals are going to do it. I was wrong by one fucking game, and uh, I guess this is my my punishment. I wore it on the on the fucking interview with them and now I'm wearing on this fucking episode and probably next episode too and then we're just going to call it quits I'll probably use this as toilet paper and burn it out in my backyard well and if you see what I'm wearing Raiders 3-0 baby let's go alright alright yeah so the Raiders are 3-0 we got to rub that in because uh, Berlansky is a big Steelers guy um, that was nice but Let's numb the pain with some drinks, Polly. What do you think? Yep. One, two, three. All right, Capstone. So if you've been living under a rock or not and concerned about the preseason, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. I really don't blame you. Like, what, uh, NHL preseason is mostly a time where you can v- check out your team's, like, cool – uh, prospects, your, your promising pipeline. These are the guys that are going to be the most apt to make the roster, I would say. Um, and, you know, it's it's good to see him. Oh, and by the way, something that we didn't mention, it is now season three, yeah. episode one. So all of you new listeners, thanks for tuning in. And everyone who's been with us for a long time, the OG listeners, if you will, uh, welcome to season three. We're doing it. We're here. Yeah, um, and uh, hopefully this will be our first full season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fully on eighty-two games plus playoffs. It's crazy. It's been three fucking years, dude. Yeah, three years. Um, no, co- no consistency. That's a big word, right? Um, because the first year we took the big break and then the bubble. Yeah. Last year, shortened season, uh, new divisions. So this is our first, hopefully, 82-game Metro Division capital season. Plus Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, you know. bonus. Right. So, Caps fans, you know, we've stuck with you the uh, the whole time. And, you know, we hope that you stick with us. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Uh, but back to back to the league in general. Uh, a big a big initiative this year is going to be the league cutting down on cross checking, uh, especially in front of the net. And this is in light of all the people who've been injured 
in the process of last season and the season, yeah, probably every season before that with kind of cross checks in the, into the boards and things like that, where previously it was probably looked over a little bit more by the refs. They're definitely cracking down on it this year. You know, when you have Kucherov and, and other star players, I mean, you know, TJ Oshie, like we've seen caps players take, take, uh, go down to do to cross checks in the corner and on, on the board. So interesting to see. I was thought that it was kind of the unwritten rule. If the shot's away in front of the net, you can cross check the fuck out of somebody. And then in the corner, if you're not running up on them, you can basically cross check them. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, I actually like cracking down on the board cross checks. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times defensemen rely on that. It's like their crutch. Yeah. It was Um, one of them. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Um, (laughs) and it, turns into so often that doesn't get called guys get knocked down and they're getting like back of the neck, back of the head cross checks. And this is a part of the game that I am glad is going to change. Actually, I am such an anti cross checker that when I started lacrosse, that was one of my big uh, things that upset me was why are all of these guys not hitting with the body? They're hitting with their stick. Right. Um, so I'm. I would much rather see body play than the cross check. So, plus, if you're cross checking, you're obviously not making a play for the puck. Right. Especially on the boards. Um, but what about in front? I'm. I'm okay with the battles in front, right. um, especially if you're using your stick as like a, a means of pushing. Right. Um, but I think. When it comes to the boards, this definitely shows that they care about safety. I think sure. um, that that's where I like this rule the most. Uh, I'm not too upset about the front of the net, but I hope they're. I guess I hope they're more strict on the boards than they are in front of the net. That was the emphasis, and that's where people got hurt. I mean, yeah. you saw Kucherov do it, so uh, it was probably the most. Uh, I guess the biggest point of emphasis for me in the sense of like an example that they had, had cited as to why they're doing it. So yeah, look for that. If they had cracked down on this rule five years ago, fourth line scrub Ryan Reeves wouldn't even have a Stanley cup goal to his name. <laughs> the biggest goal of his career came because he cross checked the shit out of someone. John Carlson in the back. Yeah. And he got in front, wide of the open in front of the net because of it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of officiating, Kristen Welsh, the first uh, NHL official to be a female to uh, officiate a game. It was a preseason game. Not sure which one. I, can, I, I biffed that one. I figured, do you have anything on this, Paul? No, I, I don't. Okay. But all I have to say is if someone can do the job, it shouldn't matter yeah. what category that person fits into. If right. And do I the think job, that, do the job. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that, like, People, I hate the refs in every situation. I think I hate all authority figures, to be completely honest. I know you on a personal level, and I can attest to that. But I will say that NHL refs have to be incredibly good skaters yeah. to keep up with the play. I mean, it is fast. Those uh, guys and now gals are uh, sweating pretty, you know, they, you know, they take the helmet off when they're reviewing and, you know, you can tell like they're, they're soaked with sweat. I mean, it's a tough game. 
Not to mention, they have to get in there and, and break up fights. So I hope to see her in an actual uh, regular season game and just see how it goes. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I refed uh, kids and high school kids, and yeah. that was a workout. I can only imagine what they go through here. Right. Um, and also, quick shout-out, guy we know, CJ. He's yeah, CJ Murray. Yeah, congrats, CJ. Getting your NHL shot this year, too. Absolutely. CJ will be lining um, the East Coast region on uh, all NHL games, man. I mean, yeah. incredible stuff. I remember when he went off to camp to go make this thing a dr- this dream a, a reality. Uh, he's an incredible player. Played yeah, for, junior, played college. For reference, we played beer league with him, and uh, he was leaps and bounds above us all. <laughs> yeah, like not even trying. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so good for him. Awesome. CJ, can't wait to see you out there. Uh, shout out. Uh, moving on, Verona has an injured shoulder. Uh, ten minutes into camp, basically, he injured a shoulder. So, best of luck to him was in it, Detroit. Was it like a four-month? I'm not sure how long, but he's – I mean, it's it's a thing. Yeah. So, he might not get any or, – or the whole season in. Uh, so, that's brutal. Four um, months. Yeah. He's yeah. going to have to have surgery. Oh, my God. And really? And out at least four months. I'm, I'm pulling this up real quick. Let's see if it can say um, – I'm just seeing shoulder surgery. I'm not seeing specific injury, but uh, I don't know. I'd be willing to bet it is. Uh, <laughs> you see this fucking Berlansky chirping me? Hey, you yeah. know, I'm I'm actually glad I said something because I don't think you weren't going to wear it tonight, were you? No. After the interview? No, of course not. You dickhead. Yeah. So you're welcome, Berlansky. Yeah. For Peer pressuring him, you know, when you say it on air, you can't take it back. So that's true. Um, and I'm yeah. not one to step down from a petty challenge. Yeah, he, he looks good in it, doesn't it? You know, it's the same colors of our college team, so it fits him naturally. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Anyways, Verana out four months. Brutal. Sucks. Um, Eichel stripped of the C and placed on IR. Buffalo's a shit show. Uh, and then Robin Leonard has come out and basically taken aside and really spilled the tea a lot. I'll be talking about that on Thursday's episode, so we won't we won't get too deep into it right now. But if you haven't checked out Robin Leonard's Twitter, <laughs> do yourself a favor and check it out. Well, I wanted um, to talk a little about about the Eichel situation, you mm. know. So um, obviously, we'll get into it more with Leonard, but. I just want to say, what a petty move than stripping that C. You know, I know. Honestly, um, I think they need a leadership change there because... As in management or GMing or everything, just top down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything. It's It goes to show this isn't like rational adult behavior by them <laughs> at all. Um yeah. You know, they're, they're denying him of the surgery he wants for, I don't know, probably so that they can just keep him trapped there for a year. I, 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 I'm not exact, you know, I'm not super, I haven't done enough Googling to figure out exactly what the rub is there yeah. as to why they haven't done it. 
they want to get him get the the bones fused. I do know, and he wants to do something that will let him retain the flexibility in his neck. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I guess the only argument maybe they could have is that they think um, this is a more uh, you like a, it's a more traditional surgery. It's got right. results. Yeah, I yeah. think Eichel wants more of an experimental, right? Or and but new. but. Eichel has said, it doesn't work out. I'll just get the fucking bones fused. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. fine. But let me try this and be able to move my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, we'll talk We'll talk more about this on Thursday. But, yeah, definitely seems kind of like a petty move from Buffalo. Um, Evander Kane, there has been no proof of him betting on NHL games so far. Uh, but he's still under investigation for domestic allegations. He did not participate in the start of training camp. So, I mean, that's a it's a tough career path that he's put himself on. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately for the San Jose Sharks, he was one of the better players last year. He was. Um, you know, and he's been nothing but a distraction this offseason. Yeah. He was a distraction at his previous teams, and it was almost like he had turned the corner in San Jose. Right. Uh, and maybe, you know, who knows? I, you know, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but he definitely seems to be trending back towards his toxic ways. Um, or at but, least they're now coming to light. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I won't make a judgment call on that because we don't know all the facts, but it's obvious that he can't keep himself out of trouble. Yeah, seems to be. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on that, Caps fans. Uh, Rangers going to retire Lundqvist's 30 on January 28th, 2022. After 15 seasons with New York, he is the franchise leader in wins and shutouts, among many other accomplishments. I think this is a good call. Yeah. Uh, you know, he got them to get that Prince of Wales trophy, went to the Cup. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a legend there. He's... About as legendary as you can be without a cup. He's he's kind of like a Dan Marino. Um, Luongo. Uh, yeah, Luongo. A, a no championship legend. Uh, he deserves this. Honestly, I'd say he, if you have a, I mean, obviously they're agreeing with me on this. If you have a New York Mount Rushmore, I think Lundquist faces up there. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> actually, funny story. Luongo tweeted Lundquist and was like, two goalies, no cup. Yeah. Like, podcast, let me know if you want to collab. That would be hilarious. Uh, Luongo needs to get a podcast anyways, uh, looking at his Twitter uh, profile. Uh, it's like trombone. Yeah, I mean, at least the good thing for those guys is they each have gold medals, I believe. Yeah. So, cool stuff there. Um, Riley Shahan scored the first goal in Kraken history versus Vancouver, versus Vancouver on September 26th, so good for you, Riley Shahan. I need to correct something. Um, I had said I thought their first, I thought the season should open with the Kraken versus Vegas. Yeah, that is their first game. Oh. So they they had their game against Vancouver, you know that regional thing in the preseason. Right. Um, I believe that was their first game, but the first regular season game will be the two most ex- recent expansion teams. Uh, Riley Shahan, Notre Dame. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Uh, Paul, tell us about tell us about this whole Vax thing. I think that's going to be your segment. Yeah, um, so I'm going to talk about the vaccination on Thursday. situation on Thursday. 
Um, that could almost be a new segment these days. Vaccination situation. Um, the majority of players are on board. Um, one of the main players who's not, Tyler Bertuzzi, he has declined to get the vaccine, which means he will miss all of Detroit's nine Canadian games this year. He will lose $4.25 million of his salary. Uh, man, he's Dude, if you were to tell me we're going to we're gonna literally take dog shit and inject you with it for $4.2 million, I'd say, where do I sign up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to um, be honest. You know, yeah, whatever. Um, Ranch you know, dressing, anything. Acid. I'm, Fuck it. I wonder, though, if he will soon be mandated with the most recent mandate, uh, private businesses with 100 or more employees. Um, either that or he's subject to weekly testing, which I guess they're already going to do. So right. who knows? Maybe with the most recent executive order, he will, but he hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um the Oilers actually have two players. Um, so this is updated. When I did the outline a couple days ago, I said that Arch- Josh, Ar- Josh Archibald from the Oilers is unvaccinated. Um, and he would have to sit out up to 30 games in the U.S. because of the quarantine uh, required by Canada. Now, I just found new information today. He is out indefinitely due to myocarditis because he had COVID-19 over the summer, which is uh, it's an inflammation in the heart that's been linked to COVID-19. So he has uh, no timetable of return. In addition, the Oilers have goaltender Alex Stadlock, who he is expected to miss the entire season with also myocarditis. Um so, they are missing two guys with heart issues stemming from COVID-19. Wow. And another team who's had issues with it is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Zach Ronaldo did not get invited to camp. He's on a two-way contract because he was not vaccinated. So, Columbus is putting him in the AHL until he gets the vaccination, I believe. And, you know, Columbus has been pretty hard on, on their stance earlier, uh, I think it's in, Feb- in September. They fired Sylvain Lefebvre, who had just signed a three-year contract as a coach. And they brought in Cleveland Monsters assistant coach Steve McCarthy. So, uh, I guess to sum up all of my stumblings there... Uh, two Oilers players are out indefinitely with myocarditis from COVID-19. Tyler Bertuzzi will miss nine games because he's not getting his shot. And Columbus has disallowed a player from camp and fired a coach because of refusals to get the vaccine. So, you know, whether no matter what your opinions are on it, these people are missing hockey and losing money because they are denying their shots yeah uh crazy man fuck covid uh there are some suspensions already (laughs) yeah dylan mcgallrath suspended for two preseason games and two regular season season games without pay for an illegal check to the head of boston bruins forward stephen fogarty on the 26th 
and the Sens forward Ridley Gregg has been suspended for one preseason game and one regular season game without play for cross-checking Winnipeg Jets. Pierre-Luc Dubois, also on the 26th. Very interesting. Yeah, so, you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the McElrath. McRath. McElrath. 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 Yeah, so he's a capital. Um, that hit, honestly, I think... I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. Fogarty tried so hard to dodge that hit that I think he put himself in a bad position. I understand they want to keep uh, keep control of these things, set a precedent this season, I guess. Um, I think – I don't think it was really that dirty of a hit. I right. don't think it warranted suspension. But, it, I mean, even if it wasn't a capital, I think – yeah. I think that was the wrong call, but I, I think after all the criticism they received last year, player safety is going to really be on the lookout for stuff, um, really try to get ahead of these these hits. Right. And, I mean, either way, like, he probably wasn't going to crack the consistent Caps lineup, so it's not a big deal in that sense for the club. But, I mean, for him personally, it sucks to – be out a couple games during the regular season. Uh, yeah, I saw the hit too, and it what he did hit him in the head though. He did, but honestly, I, I think, in my opinion, as a hockey player, Fogarty should have just tried to pick up that puck and skate, and it would have been a normal hockey play with a shoulder shoulder hit. But because right. he dodged and stepped back, Macarat, Captain player, yeah. he. Ended up in a lunge lunge situation because everything happened so fast. I don't know. Right. They well, broke I mean, it down, and they said he could have made a different play. I I don't know. I think if you're a trained hockey player, you're still trying to make that hit. Sure. And and you know it's it's also what what's the line? You know, I think that to appease people who are pissed off about it, you should probably outlaw all head contact and this is one of those like kind of residual effects of it yeah you know if you want to go that route i you know i i've been pretty outspoken on like i don't you know you're gonna get hit in the head if you're gonna play hockey it's an incredibly violent sport like it's regardless of if it's legal or not it's gonna accidentally happen and yeah okay if it happens on accident complete accident i mean this guy is gonna get a penalty but you know, what would I wonder if it's just kind of, hey, you're going to get a two minute minor right there and then. If you hit anybody in the head, you get a two minute minor. This seemed like kind of like a post mortem that they did, right? Like after, I think, I don't know if he got a penalty on the ice, but. Uh, I think he was thrown out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So who knows? Um, because it did look bad. Like when he, when the player did get hit, he was just like down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the result did look bad. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I know a lot of people don't like this, but I think in that situation the player could have protected himself better. Right. I mean the onus on the player getting hit is gone, and I think that we just need to come to grips with that. Honestly, <laughs> all hockey fans. Yeah. You know, when I was playing youth hockey, it was always like protect yourself. Yeah. Now it's like I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's getting to the point now. Where you can just play recklessly, yeah, and no matter what happens, you're a victim. 
Right. Even if you set yourself up in a bad position. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I'm I'm not a victim blamer, but in the game of hockey, you have the ability to protect yourself. You've played the game long enough. You know the angles. You know what could happen. You know you can be smarter out there. You know you don't you don't go into a battle against the Romans and not wear a breastplate. You know you. Probably many many armies did that though. Well, and they didn't win. Right. Speaking of winning, though, hockey is back in DraftKings Sports because an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just one dollar on any hockey game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash or total prize for their, with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down one dollar on any hockey game, hockey game, and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum five-dollar deposit and one-dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Yeah, and that's it. Captions. We're talking Hold up on. next. What sweet, sweet transition there. Yeah, you jumped can. on that quick. Love it. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, you know we're hitting you off with these like off the wall timing uh, DraftKings ads, so that you cannot and will not. Uh, 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 I don't know. Avoid it. Okay. You're gonna like, listen to our fucking promos. Listen to the promo they've and got, do it. They got a, a really good bargain for you. And do it. Spend a million dollars on DraftKings. You might get rich. If you have a million, you can make a million or more. It's the American way. Absolutely. All right. We're talking Caps hockey. Let's go. Yeah. You know, since we haven't done it in a while, I, I feel the need to reiterate that those sounds you hear are me. Oh, my God. Fuck, Polly. <laughs> They're me, too, Polly. Well, yeah, And Parker, your uh, brother. Shout out, Parker. What's up, Parker? Who only plays softball now, like a bitch. Well, they did just win the regular season championship. I don't even know what that means. They had the best record in the regular season. That means nothing. Well, yeah, they still got to go win the ship. No, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm those, saying like those, it's, 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 it means nothing. <laughs> those, those sexy ice cuts. Those are my skates. All right, okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of weight to be throwing around on those edges. Yeah, but you can hear those edges screaming ice. out, "Kill me now!" Hey, man. When you put on 100 pounds after high school, the ice feels it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it sounds like that. It only took me 10 years. Not bad. <laughs> just gain 20 pounds a year. You can be just like me. Oh, my God. Um, all right, Capstones, didn't know if you knew, but this is the Washington Wraparound. This is where we talk about all Cap stuff, and the first thing on the list is very important. The Capitals have a new dog Welcome to the family, Chocolate Lab, Biscuit. He's a puppy, uh, and I guarantee he's way cooler than, than Polly's dogs. Well, you know, we can't make that decision until I meet Biscuit. I've made the decision. My dogs it's, are awesome. No, but, they're uh, not. They're um, terrible. 
<laughs> no, they're not. You love them. They're you, the worst. You guys should see Hockey Troll when he sees my dogs. He lights up. <laughs> they're the worst. They're terrible. He loves them. But yeah. Biscuit, what a cutie. He's going to grow up to really help um, a veteran as a support dog. Mm-hmm. It's such a great program that the Caps have, and it, it doesn't help that they just keep moving these cuties through. And I know. I mean, if you're – they got some really good pictures of the players with them, mm-hmm. like just loving on them. Um, oh, yeah. It's – it's real great, and I just look forward to the many more videos and pictures over the next year, year and a half of them. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love this whole initiative. I think it's a good cause. I think it's a great PR thing. Like, I, I love... Who doesn't like to see the uh, a cute puppy interacting with your favorite players? I mean, what kind of what kind of heartless animal are you if you do not like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the Caps are the the first team. You know, we talked, we covered this earlier uh, in the off season that they're going to have ads on the jerseys of the first team to do it. I forget who the fuck even the sponsor is. Is it like a betting company? I think it's like um, MGM, maybe. I'll get it. If it's MGM, fuck them. You know, DraftKings all the way. Team DraftKings over here, obviously. Um, but they are the first team to do it, so they'll have like a little patch. I think it's on the on the right crest or the left crest of the shoulder. Uh, left chest, I think, is where it is. Caesars. Oh, Caesars, yeah. So it's Caesars uh, Gaming. Uh, and that, you know, again, fuck them too. Uh, it's all about DraftKings on yeah. this podcast. So it's but. just opposite of the season A's. Right. So it'll be on left chest. Uh, look out for that. Uh, Backstrom, week to week, missed the start of training camp, will not be back. No timetable for return. He's got that nagging hip injury. He hasn't even hit the ice. This is not good. No bueno. No bueno for us Caps fans. It's not, not good at all. Terrible news to see Nikki out. Hoping for a very speedy recovery. But to, I think, a lot of your guys', uh, you know, I guess, elation, we may see Connor McMichael crack the lineup as a center or even LaPierre. That's what I was going to say. Based on preseason performance so far, mm-hmm. um, LaPierre would be my pick. Uh, I'd love to see them both, but yeah. I think Lapierre has been performing a little better. So I, I had read an article, I think by Nova Caps, that said that McMichael is probably ahead. I didn't read too much into it because there's so many things that are still up in the air, Caps. I mean, we're very early in that preseason. The preseason is basically a tryout for a lot of these guys. Yeah. And also, um, you know, you and I, we've only been watching the condensed game. Right. We, we haven't seen the full games yet. I don't even know which ones have been on... ESPN Plus. Yeah, I don't know. In full disclosure, I don't give a single fuck about preseason. Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to preseason, the the condensed game on NHL.com is plenty for me. Yeah, yeah. I love to see hockey being played, but it's not something that I'm, like, rushing home to see like I would a regular season game for the Caps. So, uh, you know, just putting that out there, uh, I had a little Twitter interaction, and I had said, if McMichael plays more than 10 games, it spells disaster for the Caps' playoff chances. I still hold true to that. I think that, you know, in any given situation, if you're in the mindset that you would rather have McMichael in the lineup than Nick Backstrom, get your fucking head checked. Like, no. <laughs> we need Backy. 
Um, and McMichael, it's not like we could slot him into the fourth line. It just wouldn't fit right. style-wise. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's supposed to be a goal scorer. He's slated to be a top six, if not top nine player. Uh, and then that leaves Lars Eller. So maybe McMichael might see some time on the third line. We don't want to break up the fourth line. I know that a lot of Caps fans, again, they don't like the fourth line. I have no idea why, because Carl Hagelin gets... 30 breakaways a season and only capitalizes on three or four of them. Like, okay, I get it. But the, the, the point is, is that the fourth line plays in the offensive zone a lot. And that's what we want. And they're shut down. I mean, you gotta love it. And they bang. I mean, I love our fourth line. That's never going to be broken up. I think Laviolette appreciates that. It appreciates that as well. Um, you know, to, to correlate this to another sport for someone who doesn't quite get what you're saying. You know, the fourth line eating up all that offensive time, it's kind of the equivalent of your in football when your offense has a long drive. Right. You're giving your other guys a break, you're eating clock, you're tiring out the other team because there's almost nothing more um, exhausting than having to defend in your end with a lot of pressure. <laughs> Being hemmed in and just getting banged every every time you touch the puck. And then on top of that, you know, if the fourth line buries a couple, oh, God, what does that do for morale? It's right? shit. Because generally our fourth line would be out uh, out there against, like, the end shift of so – half the shift of the first line of another team. So to be able to hem in the first line, I mean, they're frustrated mentally. They get scored on. It's just like – Fuck. And you're getting bodies on them. Yeah. So. Again, I uh, to, to make another football reference, I think when the, the fourth line scores a goal, it's kind of like a, a defensive touchdown in football. You know, yeah. it's, it's not something you expect. It's a huge momentum shift. Gets everybody excited. You know, in the, in the fourth line guys, they don't score a lot, but they score enough. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, they do their job. They're probably the most consistent <laughs> of yeah. all the Capitals lines. Definitely. Um, but let's talk about the preseason games just from the condensed kind of replays, what we saw. Um, on the 26th, we played Boston. Less than five minutes in, uh, Snively with a quick hard working goal off a rebound in the slot. DeBrusque ties it up late in the first. An ovulous power play, you know, got some chances at the end of the period, but Swayman stood tall, one, one after one. Just over a minute in the second, Hollow tips in a shot. From the point, uh, 2-1 Boston. Pilon with a backhand snipe. I like that. I mean, from the slot, just like a nice, I mean, that's a good touch play. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see Pilon being a top six forward, but to see that type of, uh, skill play from a bottom six guy, love to see it. Or slated to be bottom six is awesome. It was um, really nice hand. Like, he had real silky hands in there. Yeah. And, and confident too. Yeah. And just, Moved into his backhand. I don't think the goalie was ready for that high caliber of a shot. And he just went blocker side over the shoulder. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, in overtime, uh, Caps had a few good chances. Wilson, McMichael, Schultz, but no cigar. Uh, shootout, Sprong scored. LaPierre was stopped. McMichael missed the net on a kind of like Datsuki and deep. He tried to flip it. Yeah, yeah, kind of floated over the goalie's shoulder. Uh, final score, 3-2 in a shootout, and that's all she wrote. 
Uh, Lapierre had two assists. Copley, 12 saves and 14 shots. VTech pitched a shutout. Nine saves on nine shots. Yeah, and uh, you had a few other notes here. Copley looks good, I think, or he looks okay. I think he, you know, he performed well. And uh, Shiri still has wheels. And the the boys are still, they're, they're relentless on the puck. Yeah, the young guys, I mean, I love the jam. Love the jam. That's what I mean. That's what they're out there to do. That's what they're out there to show right now. The coaching staff. Yeah, they may not get the look this season. They may not get the full time roster spot. But this is again, this is their tryout. Right. This is how they look against NHL talent or slate or projected NHL talent. They can make a, a impact here. It's good. Uh, and this is going to be a trend, Caps fans, as we talk through these games. A lot of the young guys are getting these dirty goals, which I feel. Because we've had been so spoiled with such great hockey players for the past ten years, this whole fucking decade, uh, we've really, you know, the whole crash the net thing, which was something that the Capitals in you know the Yager times, you know, the the, the early two thousands were really hallmarked on. It seems to have shifted a little bit, and we rely a little bit more on perimeter shots and deflections and pretty play, uh, banging it in on the rush. I think that uh, as we progress as an organization, we're going to have to get dirty again in the sense of being able to have that proven technique in front of the net because that is the hallmark of a rebuilding team. I mean, you know, if you can scrap in front and bang home garbage and be deadly in front. Uh, it's really hard to argue that, you know, there, there's no stopping that, you know, good defense doesn't stop that. Um, when it's at the, at the level of which we're seeing. So yeah. I, I like it. I mean, this is what the young guys are there for to do. You know, obviously you have to be an Ovechkin, a Crosby, a McDavid, a Dreisaitl, a McKinnon-type caliber player to come down, cross the blue line, hit the top of the circles, and just, you know, Bardowski some uh, a goalie in the NHL. You're just – very few people in the world can do this. Yeah. So to be able to play a team game where you're picking up garbage, where you're grinding it out and, and banging home things in front, it's positive for me. Yeah, because I- yeah, Paulie, because none of those guys are that guy. None of those guys, you know, they may they may think they are, people may think they are, but they're not. Yeah, I mean, I think we have two, three players tops that can do those kind of things. Right. And the only one who can do it consistently is the grade eight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Carlson has it in him sometimes. Right. Uh, you know, and maybe Kuznetsov. But everyone yeah. else, you know, even one of our star players, TJ Oshie. Most of his goals are gritty in front of the net, right? You know, and if yep. you know TJ or in Oshie, that slot, that bumper spot, yeah, in the PP, and still that's that's a hardworking spot to score from, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and Ovi's game has changed, and he's in there getting gritty goals. So if your thirty-six-year-old gray captain right. is in there banging goals, and he's sixth all-time scoring, so hopefully soon bumping up, right? Um, if if those guys are doing the gritty goals, and these young guys better be doing it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, a bonus here is uh, Martin Ferriari gets an apple. Love to see it. He's a guy that I do expect to be in the lineup full time. Uh, he's probably going to get on the eighty-two. Uh, he's going to get on the roster for eighty-two games. Whether he plays on it, who knows? But uh, good to see. He's a big body. He's he's not easily moved away from the puck. Um, but 
But yeah, so glad to see him get rewarded and see some immediate success. Uh, I will say, of this game, Kempney had a fucking stinker. I mean, he did not look good. I saw him reaching a lot. I saw him... Are we on, uh, uh, we're on the next game, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So you messed up copying and pasting the... No, I didn't. You just overlooked the date. Oh. Oh, okay. 929? Oh, okay. I see. So, yeah, we're... Sorry, Caps fans. Called I, out. I was called out here. Uh, <laughs> nine... <laughs> in, New, in New Jersey, uh, we took the L again. Or versus New Jersey at home. Took the L again, I'm sorry. Uh, five to four, a loss. Carlson, uh, two goals. Love to see it. He looks like he's in Norris Trophy form. Whether he will get gypped of it again or not is up for debate, but this is great. Good to see that offensive pressure from the back end. You love to see it. Uh, Kempney, though, I will say had a really bad game. Bad turnover to Hughes, which is the guy that you do not want to turn the, no. the turn the fucking puck over to. Um, and a blown coverage in the middle. Uh, first he let up. First goal he let up was a cheat. He was cheating where he thought uh, the puck would go, and Sarankovich found a seam and caught a pass. Uh, it's a good play by New Jersey there. That's a yeah. solid play. I I. I don't think Kempney's like the ultimate bad guy here because his defensive partner was at a bad angle from him. But this is a veteran defenseman whom you wish would have the foresight to see this. But he also hasn't played a lot of hockey in the last year. It's true. We'll give him a pass. A Two bit. years, really. Right. Um, you know, but I, I did see him reaching a lot, bent over at the waist, Hoping and praying with one hand on his stick. Uh, whenever you see a defenseman getting strung out like that, uh, it's 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 bad news bears, man. You know, uh, what you want to see your defenseman do is be in front of the opposing player, one hand on a stick when skating backwards, and then two hands on a stick when they're charging to the net. I thought that his and, – and he comes out and says, you know, I felt good on my skates, but obviously I need to, like, work on some stuff. To me, it looked like his feet were not under him, um, and he was reaching a lot, and basically, when you start reaching, you're not in this position to play somebody physically, and it showed. So, I think that that all stems from the speed, get, getting back up to speed, and having your feet under you solidly and being confident in that, you know. He's had that one leg that has been basically his his like Achilles heel, for lack of a better term. Um, on and he's had like fucking like three surgeries in a year or something like that uh, over on that leg. So it, it, I worry. I do not know if if Kempney is going to be an NHLer for much longer. I hate to say it because. When he was when he when we won the cup with him, he was fucking brilliant. I will never forget that one timer that he had uh, pushing the play and in, in the playoffs. I mean, just a, an incredible goal to see a defenseman come up like that and just bang it home with such such authority was so nice. You know, as a defenseman myself, you love to see the guys the, oh, yeah. the blue liners jump push the play a little bit. Um, I'm worried about him, man. I'll be honest. He needs to. He needs to really pick it up. I and I don't know. You know, unfortunately, we've seen 
this type of stuff with like you know friend of the pod Carl Alsner they come they get a bad injury and, and it's uh, you know luckily for Kempney it wasn't a groin it was a leg but but the amount of injuries that happened on the la- that leg and the amount of surgeries that were necessary it's tough to come back and be your former self there you know yeah absolutely um, Lapierre has hands man the the kid's good yeah. I like it I'm excited for what he brings. Yeah, and I still think he's about a year out. I still think Michael's a year out. But to be, you know, that impactful player, obviously, if we need him, we need him. Either one of them, and they're gonna they're gonna get some time in the show. But uh, like I said, if if they're in, it's it spells bad news for the Capitals' playoff position because that means somebody else is hurt, and lo and behold, it's it's Nick Backstrom, our best center. Uh, I thought Fukale looked really good despite the score. He let up a couple bad ones. I mean, he let up a couple that were like, mm. the one where he basically got frozen, uh, short side, top uh, corner, glove side, that was just a snipe. But he stopped several breakaways, uh, and but just had a couple blunders. That's it. It was a high-scoring game, you know. When when it breaks open like that, you got ten guys on the ice who know like okay, it's time to push the pace, and they did. I think that Fukali had a couple really good, uh, basically break, uh, five probably breakaway stops that were game breakers, and he kept the he kept the Caps in it, and the Caps just couldn't do it. Yeah. So I like what he's bringing. It's an interesting sleeper. That dude's had quite the comeback story. He was a first round draft pick by Montreal. And has battled for years in God knows what lower league and in the ECHL. I think he played against the Wheeling Nailers a couple times. Um, and has has come up from there. So if Samsonov, uh, who is also injured with a lower body injury, by the way, we didn't we didn't cover that yet, but. Samsonov just recently came out that he was injured in the next game that we're going to talk about. If he's if he is uh, on the shelf for a long period of time, we may see Fukale over Copley. I think either one would be a decent backup. Um, I wouldn't want to ride either one of them for too long, but I think if Vitek has to carry the load, I think Fukale or Copley would be okay. Yeah. I think they're on par right now. Um, interesting to see that Fukali stopped those do-or-die situations, though. That's big. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think what was more worrying of this game is how many up-the-gut-and-odd-man rushes that I saw against the Caps. Now, the New Jersey Devils, they were for the past five years, they've been struggling with an identity, right? Mm-hmm. We, trade, we trade Marcus Johansson to them, and they have, like, this epiphany where they're now a run and gun, run and gun speed team, where their history uh, has been dump and chase trap, right? I mean, the Niedermeyer or the yeah the Niedermeyer years. You remember that the Brodeur yeah. years? I mean, Brodeur had you know not to discredit him, but he had he had the 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 best job in in the whole team. He had to play behind a, a defensively staunch and dump and chase uh, team. Who, by the time their opposition broke the blue line, if they even did, they were dog ass tired because they were just getting cr- like had they had to work through a fucking weed a mess yeah. coming up, right? Um, 
now I think that they're back into a more let's spread out the opposition and try for these odd man rushes, try for these stretch passes. Let's stretch out the the opponent here. Are you picking that up from from New Jersey's kind of style now, Polly? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't watch this one, so. But did you see any of the replays? I didn't see this replay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they were stretching us out, man. Yeah, I mean, why not? They're young. Right. They, they've got a lot of speed, uh, especially with adding Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, he's a real good breakout guy. Right. So, I think, Great first passer. Yeah. So, um, I think that could suit them with the, the speed and the youth. And, you know, him and, and PK can still do it. So, yeah. Subban and, and uh, Dougie out back, I think they could really create some stuff with stretch passes. Yeah, and well, let's not forget they're also a pretty pretty good defensive team. Yeah, as well. I mean, they're not they're not doing this like the Caps of yesteryear, where it was just the young guns like just you know hail mary pass. Let's try to just basically get into a shootout with the other team. Right. So a little smarter. Yeah, don't sleep on the Devils this this year. Uh, we talked about it with Berlansky, um, tip the iceberg. You know, interesting stuff. Uh, Osh Babe is an, an ageless wonder, uh, as we all know. Had an amazing goal. Uh, Love to see it. And, uh, you know, again, you know, I like to see McMichael and some of the younger guys get rewarded with points. Um, uh, I, I think that we had some things in the middle that may not have been points in previous years, and, and we, we netted some goals. So they're definitely willing to work. I don't know if that's what the Capitals are going to look like this season. Uh, but it, you look at Laviolette, he likes a lot of shots. He likes a lot of shots from the perimeter. And to convert those shots, you need guys who can tip, and you need guys who can clean up garbage. Oshie. Yeah, and but, but who else? Tom Wilson. Yeah. I don't see a lot of guys in there mucking and grinding. Uh, yeah. Mantha, maybe. Big yeah. body. But... He's not the type of player who's gonna who's gonna respond well to say like sit your big ass in front of the net and put up a screen and then bang home garbage. He's more of a talent guy. He's a setup yeah. man. He's like that, uh, you know, six foot nine guy in basketball who wants to shoot threes. <laughs> right, right. Um, I will say this. So just you know, obviously, whatever we lost, um, I would say the NHL is letting a lot go on the blue line and really showed through in this. Uh, this uh this game, you know, uh, lots of iffy on possession pucks that they're calling on sides. You know, it used to be you had to be like firmly cupping the puck like the boys between your legs, you know, like going in for it to be considered possession. Uh, a couple I saw were just like, you know, quick taps between the legs, uh, stuff, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, well, he had control of that puck." I mean, I get it with the speed of the game now, and it makes sense. You know, offsides is a is a game, a momentum-killing call. Yeah. Right? Um, and I'm sure a lot of, like, hockey boomers are outraged, but uh, I think that the, really the only way to, to tighten that rule up is to absolutely destroy someone at the blue line a couple times. Yeah. As they're looking down, trying to like bobble for possession. 
love to see it. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the type. Those are the type of big hits. I mean, you know, Capstones. If you didn't know, like it, when you get when you if if you're a kid or if if you even uh, if you're young enough are going to play defense or be a defensive center or play good team defense, you step the man at the blue line. The blue line is the time in which you make your play as a defenseman. If you're going to try to take the puck away, if you're going to take the body, whatever it may be. Uh, So that's taught probably at peewee on up. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're not going to do that, you're going to get burned or you're just going to play like beer league style like me and Polly. Yeah, which is not recommended. <laughs> right. So in a hitting game, you're going to want to like look for the big hit there at the blue line. As soon as he crosses over the blue line. Because, and again, the reason that is is because it's that is an entry point, right? You, every, right. The, only the puck carrier can go in first. Right. If you disrupt and, the puck carrier, then it slows everything down. Exactly. So you need to take a step there. Um, you know, if I... You know, three games in, if I'm seeing this as a player, I'm like, well, if he's if they're gonna let this kind of like iffy possession go uh, on sides, I need to be in better position to take the body. And absolute, I mean, there's nothing better when someone tries to dangle you showboating and you just put them on their ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's no better feeling in, in the world than doing that in a hockey game. You know, making somebody look stupid. You gotta love it. Um, <laughs> all right, Polly, tell us about Philly yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> Caps get on the board early. Power play goal by Protoss. And you know, the, the power play, like the first game, real good flow, puck movement. I, I like what the power play was doing without some of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see that there's depth there. Yeah. Um, just a few minutes later, Giroux ties it up on their power play. You know, what really struck me was the Caps failed multiple times to clear the puck. And every time you can't get the puck on your zone, it's bad. And yeah. Especially when you're shorthanded. Right. And the uh, Flyers demonstrated that perfectly. Now, were these like trying like clear attempts to ice it, or they, yeah, um, okay. they tried to they tried to get the blue, and then they just tried to ice it, and the the Flyers kept it in kept it in both kinds of attempts. Okay, um, and then uh, you know they scored, so it was one to one after the first. The second had no goals, but there were a lot of big saves. I saw um, goalies were playing tough. The the tie was broken in the third period with a Cam Atkinson, pretty crazy mad scramble in front. Uh, it was a nice hard-working goal. And uh, a late Lofton, five-hole goal, seals it. Um, Vitek probably should have had – or Samsonov probably should have had that one. Um, but, you know, overall, I think Sammy played a pretty good game. Uh, this game was just – there were a lot of trading chances. I think both goalies got a lot of work. Martin Jones – Martin Jones outshining Samsonov, which isn't great. But, um, you know, like we said, Samsonov got hurt in this game. Uh, Who knows? Maybe he hurt something on that five-hole goal. Right. uh, Trying to stretch out for it. So, 0-3 in the preseason so far. But, um, you know, that that really doesn't matter. It's just about getting reps. And... And 
I forgot Cam Atkinson now plays for Philly. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Atkinson for Voracek. Voracek, yeah. One for one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be more weird to me that Voracek is not on the Flyers than Atkinson not playing for Columbus. Right. I mean, just Voracek with that red beard just matched the orange (laughs) jersey. Well, Cam Atkinson's young and good. Well, youngish and good. Um, It's interesting to see. I'll I'll be interested to see what, what Philly does. You know, I think that they did quite a bit of retooling over the offseason. I completely forgot about them uh, when we were talking to Berlansky earlier tonight about, you know, who's going to be the best in the Metro. Um, speaking of which, Caps fans, it, it's, it's completely up in the air. I mean, the Islanders are good. New Jersey can't be slept on. The Flyers are going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, the Penguins, of course, we're probably going to lose a bunch of those preseason games or uh, regular season games. Um, I Carolina's back in the mix. Yeah. Not good for us. The Metro again is I think the best division in hockey. So, well, for in one hand, you should be happy to be seeing this hockey and the other hand, we should be scared as Caps fans. I mean, I I'm the least confident of the Washington Capitals chances at the postseason of now than the past 10 years. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's um, we're the farthest from a lock since the last time we missed the playoffs. Right, right. And, I mean, the last time we missed the playoffs, we should have made the playoffs because it was just like Adam Oates being weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, next week's games, on the 4th of October, Jesus Christ, it's already October. How crazy is that? I missed the entire golf season fixing up a fucking house. It's fall, y'all. Huh? It's fall, y'all. Yeah, it's fall. Enjoy that pumpkin spice shit. Halloween's just around the corner. And then uh, before you know it, it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then the year is, is it's 2022. Wait, it's, is Christmas before Thanksgiving? No, I said I'm saying like it's Christmas, Thanksgiving. <laughs> In Canada it is. Well, Boxing Day. What? Boxing Day is before Thanksgiving. Don't they celebrate Christmas? I'm sorry. No. I what the fuck, Paul? Thanksgiving is earlier in Canada. Yeah. Not Christmas. Boxing Day is like... It's the day. Their, like, Black Friday-ish yeah. thing, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's quite an exotic and faraway land, Canada yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways. They're on the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. True north. Yeah, right. Uh, and when you say, well, you're, that's a Game of Thrones reference, Game of Thrones. I'm thinking. Yes. Okay, yeah, Game not some weird, like, alt-right shit. We're going to get canceled. Yeah. Um, no, no politics. Right. So, uh, next week's games, on the 4th, New Jersey, at New Jersey, the 6th, at Boston, and then we come back home on the 8th to play Philly again. So, I'm thinking we win none of those games. I want to go the entire preseason. Zero wins. I'll jump on that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Fuck the preseason. Um, what I want to see is like McMichael score. I want to see. I want to see these guys. I want to see the young guys. You know, get some Genos and then fuck off to the AHL until we inevitably need them because we're old as shit. Yeah, and uh, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, um, there. You know, all of the guys that played in the AHL last year, including McMichael. 
didn't really get a fair shot at the AHL. No. They only played like three teams. Yeah. So, and thanks to uh, Rich Blosser, he told us that. I mean, it was like a each team, it was like a 20-game season. It was terrible. You know, now they're going to be uh, playing and, and uh, Calder Cup will be awarded and, and everything else. So, they have a chance to glory. Um, don't feel bad for them uh, in the AHL. And remember, they have every opportunity to be called up with our aging squad. Season opener, again, reminder, is the 13th against the Rangers. Ooh, let's see what happens there. I'm sure it's going to be some bullshit drama. Uh, get your memes ready yeah, right. <laughs> for how Tom Wilson owns the entire organization. We'll be posting the St. Thomas uh, picture in which we've fully been abusing, honestly. I mean, it's just a ridiculous picture that we share all the time. So if you don't know what it is, now you do. Made Check us out Hockey on Troll. Hockey Troll made it. I did make it. It's a very original. Um, you know, so if, if you use it, just, you know, shout out. Shout out to us. Um, all right. Well, Cap says we've drawn on long enough. We appreciate you sticking with us, and holy fuck, it's another season. Let's go. Let's go. The first full season that the official Capture podcast will have the luxury and the privilege, I should say, of covering with you, these you, the loyal Caps fans out there. Um, I know there's at least one of you. So thanks for listening, and until next week, Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.